You're listening to the Numbers Matter Podcast, the official podcast of Numbers Matter Accounting and Bookkeeping. I'm Chris with Numbers Matter here for episode seven of our exciting accounting podcast here with Christy Stroud. Hi, Chris. And it is true. Accounting can be exciting. It can be. It can be more than one plus one equals two. Yes, it can. Uh, today's episode is going to be about Social Security and the self-employed, which is a um, fresh topic in my mind because I've had yet another conversation this week with someone who has worked in their business you know, all their lives. They're getting close to retirement and their Social Security isn't the amount that they thought it might be or maybe the amount that they wanted it to be. Nope. And, and why is that? So I would said to this client, you've always been on a tax minimization strategy. So while clients are on tax minimization, they're not paying self-employment tax or they're not paying themselves a lot in payroll. Right. So a tax minimization strategy equals a social security minimization strategy. And nobody's, well, you said it out loud, but lots of people don't say that out loud. And it's something to think about because if you are not taking care of your retirement yourself, you know, I mean, that's what social security sort of was for, not to take care of your entire retirement, but to take care of some chunk of it. And as long as you're minimizing your taxes, you're also minimizing your social security retirement. I think part of the challenge is, is that when I meet with new clients and we talk about, okay, here are the ways you need to save tax, I always encourage them to go to socialsecurity.gov and look and see what's going to happen. Are they happy with that? Are they not happy with that at the uh, reach full retirement age? But for clients who have uh, been with someone else or have not been focused on it until retirement, I think that they can be surprised by what they're finding at socialsecurity.gov. <laughs> um, as someone that uh, had a business and is now on social security, when, when you were employed, did you ever think about it? Did you talk about it? No. And that was a mistake, I think. It, it, I did not... And I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that too, because of course they're related. As you can see, that if your if your income tax and your income is minimized, then how much you pay into Social Security is minimized. There's this sort of thing in the zeitgeist or whatever you would call that, the environment, where oh, Social Security is not going to be around for me when I retire, so why should I pay into it? And the History is that that's not the case. It is around. And if you've looked at the size of the AARP lobby for Social Security, I mean, that's one of, not to joke about it so much or make fun of it, but that's a very big issue for people who are retired. And the chances of it going away, I think, are not real. I don't think it ever will. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go away. No. And it's not like you're going to retire as a millionaire on Social Security because you're not. But it can provide a basic kind of like a floor for retirement that you can hopefully your business is successful also and that you also saved. But the thing about Social Security is that it's there. And, you know, as long as you've paid into it over your working life, it doesn't go anyplace. You can't make it go away the way you can borrow from not that, not that I did this, borrow from your 401k you know, to fund another business or something like that. It, it's, it's stable. And that's something to really, something to consider that I didn't really consider when I was working full time. Yeah. So I think that 
one of the questions I get asked is, well, how could I have maximum social security? Well, one way you could have maximum social security is to make the social security wage limit every year. So no surprise, I did the math the other day. If you made the social security wage limit every year from 2022, I'm sorry, 2002 to 2022, 20 years, where in uh, 2002, it was roughly 74,000. And then in 2022, it was close to 160,000. You would pay $2.8 million in payroll, which if you can afford to do that, that's great. But to do it just for social security makes no sense because the amount of social security you're going to get as a result of that $2.8 million in payroll is much lower than if you'd done something else with that $2.8 million, put it in the stock market, which at the moment, not doing great, but over historical averages does really well. The money in your retirement accounts, if well-managed, is projected to double every six years. Um, And so I think that when... I meet with clients about what's going to go on when retirement. I'm more interested in, well, how can you save tax now? Mm-hmm. How can you uh, expense your retirement through um, your business? And what does that look like from a tax perspective? If you do that, you're going to have much better retirement than trying to count on having a high social security. It's true. And the one thing that us human beings are not so great at is uh, deferring gratification and not doing something stupid with your retirement accounts while the money's accumulating. I mean, that's the, that is the, which I already said, the good thing about social security is you can't go in and borrow from it. Uh, Congress can apparently, but we can't. And so you really have to have the discipline that you as their accountant provide to people or you can help them, you know, help them help themselves to treat that retirement account as sacrosanct and don't touch it, you know, because for sure you can outperform the, what social security will give you unless, you know, you retire when you're 62 and live to your 120. But yeah, the, the self-discipline that it takes Maybe if you know that up front and that and also that you know that you're going to have a hard time maintaining that self-discipline, maybe it, it would be easier. I think it's also important to note that people shouldn't rely on a retirement that is just funded by Social Security. Absolutely. Yeah, that's totally true. Unless you really, you know, want to have a very skimpy retirement, which nobody wants. Yeah, it's it's more of a floor, you know, that would let you not sink below a certain place. But yeah, not something that you're going to get to go to the Bahamas every year on. Right. So if you want to go to the Bahamas every year, we suggest that you don't focus on social security, focus on saving tax and funding something like a 401k or SEP IRA or simple IRA, anything really besides besides social security should never be the focus. Yes. But we don't like people to be surprised about it. So that's why we're talking about it in this exciting podcast today. (laughs) Well, the part of this that's interesting, I think, you know, in addition to you did all the math about, you know, what the, the, upper end of the earnings are to get the maximum social security is just the psychology of it. Because it's true. I mean, people who are asking you now is like, wait a minute, I don't have enough social security. Well, guess why? You're human. And you didn't realize, I mean, think back to when you were in 20 or 21. 
oh yeah, I need to save money for the next 40 years so I can retire, said no 21-year-old ever. It's really hard. It's really hard to do. I mean, and that's one, like I said already, that's why we need you to explain the facts of life to us. Well, I think that that is so true. And I also think that's really important um, to go into socialsecurity.gov, look at your account, figure out what's happening there. They have a great income adjustment tool. So it tells you what you're going to have at your a maximum retirement age, which we recommend if, if unless for health reasons, you've got to take it earlier to uh, wait to your maximum retirement age and then look at your income. You can play with it. Like mm-hmm. say, I'm going to make you know, this much money every year, what is that going to look like? Um, when the client emailed me this week about this question, I said, you know, went through all the facts and figures and I said, but you know, really it's probably not going to matter. You could have made a hundred thousand over the next four years and it's not going to really bump it. And they went back in and played with it and it came back and they said, you know, we're almost at the max anyway. Yeah. And I said, well, you're not going to, you're not going to get to any better than where you are. And we're not going to do anything about that. It doesn't make sense to, to bump your payroll right now when you're so close to retirement. So the other moral of the story is this other thing you're talking about, which is getting some clarity on where you are right now, and also some clarity in your spending, and what you are spending now, and also what you think you want to spend in retirement, which is difficult. But there, like you said, there's a lot of tools out there to do that. Well, that's our exciting episode on Social Security and the Self-Employed. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time when we're going to talk about the electric vehicle tax credit for 2023. Yay! Thank you for listening to the Numbers Matter podcast. Episodes are released monthly. Check out Numbers Matter at our website, nmaab.com. If you or anyone you know are in need of accounting services in the greater Phoenix area, feel free to reach out at the contact page on our website, or you can send an email to chris at nmaab.com. You can also give us a call at 602 614 3404. This has been a T Door production. Theme music by RKVC.